Thank you for tuning in. As always, I'd like to start with this disclaimer. I don't have all the answers, and you don't have all the answers, but the best way to pursue the truth is through open-minded discourse, and I hope to contribute in part to that today with a quick thought. With a particularly busy week behind me, I've taken Memorial Day weekend off to rest and relax, so you'll have to forgive me for a little bit more of an off-the-cuff, spontaneous episode here. What I want to talk about is an event that took place in Portland, Oregon, as reported on by the New York Times. A local activist group called Brown Hope put together an event funded by mostly white people, and they were asked not to attend. This event was essentially giving a space for people of color to meet in a bar, and the drinks were paid for by the white people. As attendees entered the bar, they were given $10 to have a small but symbolic gesture of reparations for the historical trauma which white people have inflicted upon brown people's ancestors. This was to give them a space in which they felt valued, in which they could plan and move forward with ideas and ways that they could integrate into a mostly white community, ways that they could assert their rights, but mostly it was a way for each of these people to feel heard, recognized, and respected by white people. Now, I understand the argument behind reparations. The idea that the previous generation's economic barriers to entry through slavery as well as Jim Crow laws, etc., has no impact on current generations is a bit far-fetched. But we also have to recognize should every single person be accountable for the sins of their fathers? Reparations slides into a little bit of a sticky situation. Proponents of reparations argue that the economic disadvantage which many black and other minority communities now live in is due to the fact of the previous generations being disadvantaged through slavery, Jim Crow laws, and other kinds of oppressive regimes. While those regimes may not exist in their full force today, the remnants of them cannot be ignored. But again, I would have to wonder how far this goes, because if my father commits a crime against your father, am I culpable for another individual's actions? And how far do we take this? For if proponents are truly committed to this idea, well, we probably have to move the entire nation of the United States off of the land and the continent of North America as most of this was taken directly from the natives. But back to this event. I understand that they want to make these people feel recognized and heard, but I do think that calling a $10 drink buy-in part of reparations probably does more harm to the idea of actual reparations or the importance of reparations than it does help. The idea that you're going to say, hey, I'm sorry about the generations of slavery which my ancestors put on yours, have a drink on me, seems a little underwhelming if you're actually going for full reparations. But moreover, I think that the problem that white people were asked not to attend and that these people of color were the only ones allowed into this space in order to plan and try to integrate into these communities is a bit problematic. I am a firm believer that localization is a good thing. However, exclusivity is probably not the best way to approach that. Now, allowing communities to be local, to enjoy their own companies, I think is a good move. But when it's at the point where you disallow others from coming in, just based on an immutable fact about them, you're kind of traveling back in time, I think. 
So, for instance, I think localized communities based on beliefs or choices or actions, those are often probably a little bit more justified in barring other people. For instance, I think an Islamic gathering has every right to refuse to let other non-Islamic folks in. They can worship as they see fit, or they can have a community of people who share their same ideology. Now, I think, again, it's probably a little bit better if they welcome more people in, but I respect that idea that they might want to have a stricter control due to these ideals that they share. However, when you're barring people from coming in based on their skin color, you're probably actually doing more harm than good when it comes to reintegration and making amends over two broken communities. I'm not going to pretend that race relations are in a good spot, but what I will say is that if we isolate communities from each other in search of answers and in search of how to fix things, these two isolated communities will come up with very different ideas. I think an exchange of dialogue, an exchange of understanding each other's ideas, is probably the healthier, better option, and the one that will actually take us on a road to amends between these two broken communities. So in summary, I think this event probably had its heart in the right place. In fact, I think, generally speaking, most people with whom I disagree probably have good intentions. But what I do think is that not only is the idea of reparations itself problematic, this kind of undermines actual reparations, and then further divides communities by preventing there from being any kind of cross-cultural problem-solving, instead seeking to only hear from one side and isolating the others to their own groups. In turn, you end up with, again, division, and not actual problem-solving in the long run. Thanks so much for spending your time on A Quick Thought.